A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. <laughs> it's been a, a big week. I mean, we're recording this on Friday, so still yeah. no official news on the U.S. election, but uh, things are looking up. <laughs> uh, things are looking. Yeah. I just don't know. Everyone's well, I, practicing counting, I guess. Math isn't our strong suit. Yeah, they, so. need, to, they need to go back and, you know, <laughs> Sesame Street, yeah. one, two, three, listen to yeah. the Jackson 5. It's easy as one, <laughs> two, three. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's great. It's democracy at work, and it just mm-hmm. means there's been record voting and uh, record mail-in, yeah. and, and we get to you know, watch unfold and everyone's being careful counting and, mm-hmm. and that's what we've mm-hmm. got to trust is happening. And so maybe mm-hmm. there will be news by the time this episode comes out Monday. Hopefully. But I'm, I mean, I know this is Taylor Swift podcast and, you know, Taylor Swift is very passionate about politics. She even urged people this week. I think it was on Monday. She did an Instagram video yes. and she was like, you guys vote. Like, I know you guys are stressed out. I'm right there with you. Go vote, go vote, go vote. And a lot of people have been have did early voting. I did early voting. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like sent in their ballots, like mail in ballots. My mm-hmm. parents have always requested mail in ballots, like always. Yeah, like I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember a time that they haven't. Like I remember being like, I don't know. 11 years old and they, or I don't know how old I was during yeah. this election, but they were like filling out the ballot and they mailed it. And so it's so shocking to me that everyone's freaking out and saying <laughs> that mail-in ballots are like unconstitutional yeah. because my parents, I'm like, my mom yeah. and my dad. <laughs> they're like, wait. Even, and they're like, we always do it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I don't I know. know. It's, uh, it's been interesting for sure. And I think... Um, I operate on a more the merrier. So if more, if I can find more information about something, then yeah. that's great. And if there's more verification from various news sources, mm-hmm. then that that means a good thing. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I go by: find different sources, fact check, mm-hmm. try and try and sort through that. But um, I, yeah. <laughs> I guess I have some big news. Um, I know it's it's not news really. If I feel like. I have an open Instagram, um, so people might have seen yeah. this, but I'm pregnant. Mm. <laughs> How yeah. exciting. Congratulations. I know. I, know. So, I felt like I had to announce it because I yes. needed to give Taylor time to start making the blanket and like, you know, hand embroider one mm. for me to mm. mail to me because obviously she's going to do that once she hears this episode air. So yes. really looking forward to it. Twitter. <laughs> Our Twitter podcast, Taylor, and ask her. Get let's yeah. let's get this happening, you guys. Get Taylor get uh Shelby that blanket. So yeah, really are you having it. a boy or a girl? I am having a girl. A and girl. um What's it's... her name? Is it Taylor? <laughs> Could you solve Rob on that? <laughs> no, I was like trying to think of more subtle. I was like, oh wait, should we name her Betty? Like, what do you think of Inez? Mm. Like um, have you ever thought about Allison? Like, 
Yeah. But no, there's he sees right through those. So I don't think yeah. we'll get a Taylor adjacent name, but in my heart well, of hearts. The baby's gonna <laughs> automatically be born into the Swifty Swifty Dumb. Swift Dumb. Yes. It'll yeah. be amazing. And hopefully you'll dress her up because that's like the cutest thing. <laughs> I seeing these little kids in like babies and Taylor's with costumes. Oh yeah. my heart breaks. So, you know, I was actually kind of had an inkling about this way back in Loverfest. Like way back when, because <laughs> we were talking like March, about April? March, I think March, maybe like it, it was, it was when Loverfest was canceled. So probably oh, around like probably April. April. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically having a conversation with you on the podcast, asking <laughs> if you're going to keep your tickets. Cause a lot of people were like going to put them in for refund. And you're like, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, that's right. Like some of us might have kids and you're like, yeah, that's right. Some of us might. And I remember like kind of like telling my husband, like, I wonder (laughs) if she is having a baby. And you were talking about going to doctor's appointments too. I don't know why. I think I'm at an age where if people go to doctor's appointments, I'm like, she's pregnant. She's pregnant or she has an STD. Either one. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> it's either or. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's been was a I, weird year. When did you find out? I'm trying to like see if I was right. Well, I knew by then, but it's weird because we got, I mean, (laughs) is this TMI? I don't know. I, I, we got pregnant right before like quarantine. So it was literally not a quarantine baby. Yeah. So it's not a COVID (laughs) baby, but it'll forever be lumped into that because everyone Mm. I know is like pregnant, like celebrities, everyone's pregnant, everyone's having babies. So I guess we just joined this club and um, (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Well, Um, I, you know, I tried to join the club. Uh, just to probably TMI, I give too much TMI, but <laughs> I I have PCOS, so that means that I cannot have a baby on my own. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to join this club, but because of COVID, I had like an appointment to like, get stuff figured out and worked out. But because of COVID, you guys, like hospitals shut down. So I'm like six months Aww. behind my timeline. Try to be cool Aww. like you. <laughs> Try to be cool I'm like so you. Sorry. Yeah, no, oh COVID is just ruining everything. Yeah, but That's you know. Too bad. I'm thankfully You'll get there. I'm, yeah. I'm just so happy for you though. It's gonna oh, be well, exciting. Thank you. A little swifty. Oh, I'm excited for that. I know. I oh. uh I found out, you know, I don't know, one of these baby apps. I'm really unprepared for this, you guys, but one of these baby apps was like <laughs> The baby might like learn a song if you play it enough, and so I've been, <laughs> I've been which picking song? a Taylor Swift song and playing it every day and singing it, and I'll give you one guess for which one I chose. <laughs> Holy ground! No, actually, I, no. I, um, no. I decided I thought it'd be funniest if my baby responded to "Look What You Made Me Do." So oh, that's where that we're going. <laughs> that is great. Okay, I love it. So we'll like see. That. We'll see if it if it works. It's magic, and sh- and she recognizes out recognizes it outside the womb. So, <laughs> hoping my baby has taste. Uh, I hope so too. I'm sure she will. See. Yeah, I'm sure she will. That's I know, but it's amazing. It is exciting, but it's also you know bittersweet because we obviously aren't done with this album yet, and I, um, I think we only have a couple more weeks left before mm-hmm. I'll be. For baby Probably comes. MIA, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For well, a little while, so. You know, we took a break a long, long time ago, too. So <laughs> this yeah. is, and this right here is worth it, though. Like, yeah. it is, you will be on maternity leave from work 
from mm. podcasting. Are you t- from? Yeah, you're gonna be on maternity leave from three things: work and your two podcasts. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be a, a good break. <laughs> well, we're all wishing you the best. Good vibes. Mm. Everything goes smoothly. Yeah, oh, we. I know. Can't wait to get back to it. We'll be back next week, but still, yeah, yeah. we just don't know when because within the you're yeah. nine months long, right? It can happen. Yeah, right I know. Now. It's, yeah, the stress of this election alone might uh, just put me into it. <laughs> you'll find that you'll yeah. find out that Biden won, and your yeah. water's going to break. <laughs> <laughs> Has that effect on people? I don't know. So um, you're yeah. due in November. Hopefully, we'll find out who the president is in November. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but one mm-hmm. thing we failed to talk about on last Friday, because it was still technically October 29th, was that now we are in November. Yes. And that means that Taylor can record her first oh, yes. albums, which is super exciting. And I saw Billboard did like a, an article and it polled people on this article on what ones she should start recording first. So there's Red was the first one. Mm-hmm. 1989 was a second choice. Taylor Swift debut album was a third choice. Speak Now was a fourth choice. And Fearless was the last choice. What are your thoughts on this? What one do you think Taylor should record first? Um, I guess I would prefer her to go from oldest to newest because I yes. feel like that would be the most interesting comparison. Yeah. I which I've talked hear- about. I, I just yeah. feel like it'll be so interesting to hear her old stuff with her new her new vocals. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot. I was just really surprised <laughs> that it was Red. I think maybe because every- yeah. Red is everyone's like – favorite album but she was a develop her voice had grown so much since and changed you know twingy yeah, to yeah uh, <laughs> a change so much and um so this week it, it's gonna be over by the time that people probably listen to this it was i got i got a medium large cardigan that was too big for me because they're huge like even the smallest ones are like huge you know they're just like boy size cardigans yeah, um, so I'm, yeah very cozy so i'm giving them a, I, I, we're doing like a swiftish giveaway that's gonna be announced yes. today monday and uh, I kind of asked what, what one people are most excited to hear her record. And people were saying 1989. And I was just shocked. They said 1989 because 1989 is just feels like yesterday. Maybe which, it's because some people haven't been listening to her old stuff. Like they've been um, really strict about it. And so they're like, I need, I need wildest dreams back <laughs> in my life. It's time. Yeah, feed yeah. me. I want Taylor Swift. I know. I mean, that's what's interesting to think about too. Is if I mean, one, she hasn't like confirmed that this is still like we have no idea the business side of it. Like, if she is doing this, and then on top of that, like how she'd roll it out, like what she'd do for it, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, everyone on November first was like, "Oh, Taylor is free," but that is still a lot of work to re-record and mm-hmm. redistribute, and however she ends up doing it, that I'm sort of curious to see how that rolls out, when it rolls out, like what she plays around with because she has talked about wanting to do just straight up like copies obviously because that's what people you know want to hear but there's also room to add little like Mm -hmm. covers or I guess not covers um remixes yeah Yeah. the different Mm -hmm. mashups she's played with the different sounds she's done so I don't know it'll be interesting do you think she will like a hundred percent roll these out um, like go ahead and re-record all of them. Yeah, I think so because like 
during lover set like the lover fest they're asked like what is she most excited for and she said for yeah. november 2020 because she can re-record these things i don't know what the timeline is but right now yeah. she's not doing much yeah. um you know she does have a new album but she's not on tour you know we're always right. wondering when is she going to do this because she's going to be promoting lover but she's at home promoting folklore so she has time to do it when it comes to like mashups or remixes what i would really like is to kind of have like a double album maybe Mm. and have her like straight up record you know re-record her her classics and then maybe have maybe bonus songs or another section you know she's like she's a genius when it comes to marketing all this stuff so i'm sure she'll have these double albums or something like that with like fan favorites because she's listening to the fans she says she's taking out of what she wants what the fa- what she hears the fans mm. say mm. i don't know i know i don't know but it's gonna be exciting i know I yeah. But, <laughs> yeah but maybe kanye is going to give her her master's back yeah. because he said he is friends with scooter and they're gonna do it right i mean that's it. the interesting question right is there yeah. a universe where Scooter would just be like, fine, I'll sell you your masters and Taylor would buy them. I don't know. And it's also like, would that disappoint a lot of people at this point? Because like, hello, me, I would, <laughs> I would mm, love drama remix, of it all, you know, but yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. And like, oh, if she if she pulls it off, like when it'll happen and what that'll like, will she do? like one album do a quick promotional or will she record all of them and drop them all at once like i don't know it's and so like, weird <laughs> will she chart the billboard because people will be buying them and they'll be going yeah. up like what will happen i don't know <laughs> yeah i know for taylor's podcast we do not have the answers but we do have the questions so yeah we like to talk about it we like to yeah. talk about it <laughs> Um, so we didn't have a lot of Taylor Swift sightings, you know, we had her on Mm -hmm. Instagram, but another Taylor Swift sighting, which I kind of, I, maybe they talked about on Instagram or on social media, which they probably did, but this past Sunday, so not like yesterday, if you're listening to it, but a week from yesterday, say it's Monday, Mm -hmm. I I have a hard time talking in the future when I know I'm in the past (laughs) right now. So Taylor actually paid tribute to a young girl and her father during the Pride of Britain Awards. So her, this person that she gave tribute to was a father and he won this Pride of Britain Award after he walked 1,100 kilometers, which is 683 miles from Land's End to Edinburgh barefoot. Foot, and he raised about $862,000 to research to find a cure for, for CDLS, which is something his daughter suffers for, which is from mm. it, which is like a con- genetic condition that's present at birth. But she, she like made a little kind of like a little video, you know, honoring yeah. them, saying hello to them, saying it's Taylor and how much, how proud she is for Major Chris, the father, for what he did. And she's so, like, she admires it so much. And then she goes on to tell Hasty that she's amazing. She's an eight year old girl and um, that she really hopes to meet her someday. Oh. It was really sweet. It's kind of like a little highlight of, you know, something good in the news. You know, this father is just, they call him the barefoot soldier. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, out there doing what he can to raise money for this cause that his daughter has to suffer for. So, you know, there's so much bad going on right now that sometimes I like to, you know, have a little hope in our lives. And oh, yeah. so, so glad that Taylor like lifted their spirits and was able to like honor them during that. Yeah. We need a little more umph in our life. 
Yeah, yeah. and she looked very, um, I guess, cozy. I mean, obviously she great does. and beautiful, but her hair, was, I don't know. Cozy. She just looked like she was living her best life, and it was it was nice. So, And then she had, like, this her. really, like, I it was, like, was it maroon eyeshadow or, like, a, like a, not purple, but like a, Something. I don't know, yeah. like a maroonish. Yeah. I, she just looked really like natural, like she's yeah, not with trying too hard. Yeah, but no, it's very, it's a very natural. Like it's like a nudish color. I don't right. even know. It's not maroon. I don't know what it is, but she just looks so. I, I'm sure that people spent time doing her makeup, but she just looks so natural. Like she didn't yeah. even like put effort into it, and I hate her. <laughs> oh, pull quote i'm making it <laughs> i hate her i wish i looked like that. Yeah. oh man no but i mean yeah i think it's um you know our taste explaining section is always a little uh sparse just because she's been she's been doing her thing wherever she is chilling with her um with her, with her, with her lover, and we get to talk about like one of the only happy songs on, <laughs> on folklore today to honor that. So <laughs> we do. It's this invisible string. I love yes. this song so much. What was your so? What was your first impression of Invisible String? Oh, I loved it. I think I let me look at my original ranking. I remembered I did this a while ago. I mean, I I did it the night of. Um. So, Invisible String was number four for me after first listen. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty high. Pretty high yeah. up there. <laughs> it really was just good. so, like, I think a lot of people, as they were listening to the album, were like, oh, my gosh, did did Joe and Taylor break up? What are all these sad songs mm-hmm. about? Like, we've talked about some of them, obviously, as we've gone through the album. But once you got to this, it was sort of like, oh, okay, this is very obviously, like, straight up taylor and joe fan fiction like this is truth this is fact (laughs) this is you can see the the autobiographical ties to her life Mm -hmm. so it doesn't necessarily feel folklory so we're good they're fine it's all it's all happy (laughs) i remember feeling like it was a nice breather in the middle of the album well towards the end i guess because it's track 11 and it was just like oh how sweet yeah it's really it's an it's an uplifting song and probably like you said the happiest song on the album like there's some like you know I love um the last great American dynasty I love this but this one is just really just kind of like huh, everything's great everything's yeah. great whereas like last American dynasty kind of has that like tongue-in-cheek <laughs> but right. oh I love it and she so she wrote it right by herself but Aaron Dessner produced it and he said this was the one where it was music that he had been playing for a couple of months and just sort of long humming to her and it felt like one of the songs that just kind of pulls you along which is interesting because of the like what the title of the the song came out to be was Invisible String which like pulled them together um you know he was just playing it on one guitar it has this emotional locomotion in it a meditative finger picking pattern that he really gravitated to and it's on this rubber bridge that his I don't even get this it's played on this rubber bridge that his friend put on the guitar and it deadens the string so it kind of sounds old mm. I don't know and it's a core of what like what makes the song sound folkish yeah. yeah but Taylor loved it and she was just saying that like it changed the whole like the story and she that was beautiful and direct and that's all I got from Aaron, if that makes yeah. any sense at all. <laughs> no, I mean, I also like that he said it's kind of a sneaky pop song because there yes. is that sort of 
upbeatness mm-hmm. and obviously on folklore we've gotten a lot more like you know seven and peace where there is sort of this woodsy folky sound and then this kind of reminds you more of the one which is much more plucky and kind of like i love plucky uplifting. i love it yeah. <laughs> yeah we're big on the pluck here yes um, <laughs> but it's like it's one of the it's a favorite in most reviews too i think a lot of people found it like i mean pop okay. sugar thought yeah. they it was one of the best bridges um, I do like the bridge. Yeah, and New York Times calls it airy and earthy and the only truly hopeful sounding song on the album yes. and features some of Taylor's you. most vivid <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, exactly. I write for the New York Times, guys. It's chill. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> even Rolling Stones called it one of the album's best tracks and Pitchfork thought it was yes. the loveliest track. And Which so, Pitchfork always has some kind of like <laughs> yeah. axe to grind with Taylor. So I love exactly. when Pitchfork gives him like gives her a really good review. Yeah, you can't resist this. It's I Billboard know. says it's one of the flat out greatest songs Swift has ever written, and it's a sensational love story centered on the happy accidents that will get you choked up if you let them. Oh, oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> and I mean, I think that is like what it is, right? It's an homage yeah. to her and Joe's relationship, yeah. and and kind of plays into this idea that I think a lot of people you know have which is sort of like what are the odds that we'd end up together and like how did we all how did we get here and like Mm -hmm. isn't it fun to kind of just see all these little steps we took that lined up our fates to get us to this moment and so it's very Taylor in that it's very specific to her but it's also very relatable to the masses so always a good time always Plus, it's cute that the lyric video she chose for this is just like a scene of a cloud. And it sort of reminded me of Call It What You Want when she sings about how her baby's high like a jet stream, high above the whole scene. And it's like, oh, and it's very pink and and purple sky. It reminds you of the cover of Lover, which is obviously all about Joe. And so little nods like that are what pepper this song and make it kind of Mm -hmm. fun to parse through. A little Easter eggs. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I love it. She loves those. Um, I do. But I mean, usually, like before a relationship song, will like break down the whole relationship. But I kind of feel like everyone already knows the story of Joe and Taylor. So, yeah. and this kind of tells you the story of Joe and Taylor. <laughs> exactly. Girls yeah. at park, boys at yogurt shop. Yeah. They get together. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> But I can go ahead and start yeah. reading and we can just break it down lyric by break lyric. Break it down. Let's go. Okay. <clears throat> so the first verse is, green was the color of the gl- <laughs> Pulling it, Ashley. Yes. <laughs> I was too excited. <laughs> no, it goes, green was the color of the grass where I used to read at Centennial Park. I used to think I would meet somebody there. Teal was the color of your shirt when you were 16 at the yogurt shop. You used to work to make a little money. And so right away, it's like, you know, classic Taylor sets the scene. She gives us a a place, a who, a time, and and she a does color. it yeah, yeah always <laughs> a color she does it in such a quick and succinct sort of way but yeah. she talks about centennial park which is a place in nashville and so immediately you're thinking about her when she's 14 15 16 you know has moved into this new phase of her life and so that's why you have this color green which sort of represents the spring or summer this this like youthfulness the the beginnings. the newness yeah, yeah. the beginnings and and then you sort of travel across the pond and he's over there doing his 
his thing at 16, making some money because <laughs> he's not a rich movie star yeah. yet. So <laughs> I, see, and that's just, that, that I keep on having to remind like myself that his life changed overnight. Like as soon as he got that Billy Long limb, long walk, <laughs> I don't know, it, like that that changed his whole life right there. Like he oh, went yeah. from like being an average Joe to being like the most, <laughs> I don't know, the most known Joe. Yeah. Uh, exactly it's so crazy and i like also here she kind of like juxtaposes everything where like the last thing that she would have thought of when she was i mean i think she knows she's always had a thing for you know the the british guys yeah the london boys like um even like her old classmates would talk about how they thought she would end up with someone from england or london or from somewhere (laughs) over there because she was so obsessed and she would even talk in the accent which i thought that was really really cute (laughs) but like it's just so interesting that you know she's like she's talking about this beginning when they're young and like they probably never thought that you know how is a girl from nashville in a park gonna end up with a a boy from london who works Mm -hmm. in a yogurt shop like how are their paths gonna cross so i kind of like how she starts it off with like a Oh, like we had no cool clue. Like, you know, yeah. there, there's nothing telling us that we were going to end up together at this moment. Just looking back, like it's so crazy. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a clever way that she worked in this. I used to think I would meet somebody there, not only like sitting at the park daydreaming, writing her like fantasy love songs, but also literally thinking, you know, she wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm going to go like <laughs> to London and live happily ever after and marry this guy that I'm daydreaming about right now. Like, it's just mm-hmm. our perspectives are so limited um, in our in our early lives because we're just focused on sort of this tangible world we're in. And then as the song progresses, you kind of realize like, oh, time <laughs> changes. Curious all. time. Yeah. <laughs> So um, the chorus, this first one reads, time, curious time, gave me no compasses, gave me no signs. Where were there clues that I didn't see? And isn't it just so pretty to think all along there was some invisible string tying you to me? And I really love this chorus. I think it's so pretty the way she sings it, sort of the way the song picks up around it. And I think it just... It does, like, what's interesting about this song is how it kind of mimics these chapters in Taylor's life and, like, this youthfulness here of of being curious about time where she's like, yeah, I didn't really know where I was going. I didn't really know what was going to happen. I had no compasses, no signs. There weren't these clues that were telling me exactly how wild my life would turn out and how you would play into it. But she's sort of just sitting there and now she gets to reflect on it and just think of how pretty it is that she can look back and kind of parse out this little thread that that uh, tied them together. And she does such a great job at it, like not only through like the verses, like through the chapters of her life, but I like how she takes the choruses. And when we go on to it, mm-hmm. like down the line, like she changes the chorus just a little bit to really fit what was going on at that time and just to like reflect on like, oh, okay, well, th- there was that sign. There was that sign. Yeah. And right here, there are no signs. Like she's like basically like, we're just young. There's no signs. Like who knew that these two people would end up together? Right. Like were there clues I didn't see? And it's like, well, not mm-hmm. really because <laughs> your lives were just right separated yeah. by an ocean. And the only and- thing was that she was obsessed with those London boys and the accents. <laughs> yeah. So she was daydreaming yeah. about maybe ending up with a London exactly. boy. Yeah. And yeah. she's dated a lot of, you know, oh, yeah, she, yeah. She's a type. 
<laughs> for sure. Um, and then you get into the second verse mm-hmm. um, where she sings. Bad was the blood of the song in the cab on your first trip to L.A. You ate at my favorite spot for dinner. Bold was the waitress on our three-year trip getting lunch down by the lake. She said I looked like an American singer. And this is sort of an interesting verse to me because Mm -hmm. she sort of breaks, uh, I guess not fourth wall, but she acknowledges that they, she skips ahead. She, she, at first she's still in this phase where they don't know each other. He's in LA, presumably around his movie time. So they haven't technically probably met yet, but isn't it funny that the first song he hears is one of hers. And so to me, and I'm curious to know what you think she, why she brings up this three year anniversary trip in tandem with this but I was thinking about it and I kind of feel like um you know you have this image of like this huge pop star whose song is playing in a in a taxi cab like at this point in her got life got to the cab and da, da, <laughs> yeah. da, 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 exactly what's it <laughs> put, so put my head yeah. up to sing in my song party in the USA bad <laughs> yes. blood song of the anthem <laughs> um but yeah, like that's her level. That's where she's at. She went from being a girl who could sit in a park, like daydreaming and and not sure where she'd end up, to being the, to being this ubiquitous sound that everyone's assaulted by. Like especially at this phase where Bad Blood, you know, that's peak Taylor. That's 1989. Mm-hmm. That's 2015, 2016, and mm-hmm. and then she matches it with this image of fast forwarding to a time where someone's unsure who she is but like maybe she looks sort of like an American singer and I feel like it kind of I don't know I think I like this verse because it sort of shows how how Taylor the strangeness of their worlds colliding that this huge pop star would somehow find him and he would help her kind of lose that uh ubiquity like she'll she'll be able Mm -hmm. to to hide with him she'll be able to find that 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 quiet place with him again but I'm curious what you thought like why she put the so when I so when I kind of read it I kind of saw it as you know the string where the string began you know Mm -hmm. he because if you didn't if you didn't film that the film and come to LA then that wouldn't lead them him to the Met Gala where they would have mm. met. So it's kind of like the beginning of it and then the end of it all. I guess not the end of it all, mm. but like it just like the string led him from like over the pond to LA mm-hmm. because of this. And then you flash forward and they're by the lakes. And presumably, presumably that's where they got engaged. It's where everyone says that that's what the lakes is. Like that's the significant thing about the lakes is they got engaged on their three-year trip. I don't know. I, like, <laughs> wait, wait. Why do they think she's engaged? Know? Well, everyone just thinks the lakes. Everyone thought like, oh my gosh. Like if you read like the Reddit theories or like any other mm-hmm. theories, people are always talking about how – and like I'm this is, this is not a bandwagon that I'm jumping on, but like everyone's like, oh my gosh. She has a song called The Lakes yeah. and the three-year, three-year troop was at – the lakes they got engaged uh-huh. but like oh. it's so and i'm, <laughs> right, I'm just right. saying that like, like a, yeah it would have been a missed opportunity if he did not propose I oh see. my gosh yes and i'm just saying that like um like this the string that like the, that led him to la that yeah. that started everything and then you flash forward to them now where like you had said like he she he, she was just like the soundtrack in the back of his movie you know his yeah. like finding fame and now 
she's in front of him. And like you said, someone's like, well, you look like an American singer. Mm-hmm. I did read a lot of comments where people were like, oh, that was probably tongue in cheek. You know, she <laughs> she didn't want to be like, oh right. my gosh, are you Taylor Swift? Yeah. But it's just like the string leading them from like point A to like the end of the story, kind of like yeah. wrapping it up. But I do like your take on it. I also well, I like that, I was wondering. Like... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Um, well, I was just, I like that point where it's like, um, yeah, I think there is something there where it's sort of his perspective, like his journey of, you know, how weird would it be to be Joe Alwyn and you're, you know, Taylor Swift only as the soundtrack of your life. And then suddenly yeah. you're like <laughs> on vacation with her and being like, oh, yeah, this is my girlfriend of three years. You yeah. Know? And, and then like you're also talking moment. Like imagine, so I'm I'm kind of thinking of like you know we watch we just watched The Bachelorette this week, right? Of course. And there's for those who don't watch it, there's like this you know the lead I guess and like her guy of choice. They're sitting down on a date and they're talking about all these things like you know they both lost their mom and their dad and they end up that both of their dads were hitchhikers when they were young and that <laughs> kind of like led them to meet their um, significant others, their 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 mom and dad, and then like then they end up together after this like their parents have like a very similar love story. Mm -hmm. Uh, all I'm what I'm thinking about is like they're like oh you know they're talking they're dating and then they find out like oh like he's like the strangest thing you know my first trip to LA bad blood and then he maybe he went to in and out for dinner afterwards and she's like oh my gosh (laughs) that's my favorite place I go there all the time you know it's just like like, you know when you sit down and you kind of like when you're meeting someone you have all of these similarities and there are all these things that you're looking for and you're like Mm -hmm. oh you have that you have that oh my gosh we have that in common and how funny is it that we missed past like paths this way and so I'm just kind of thinking of them like on that day or maybe even just reminiscing at the lakes talking about everything Mm. that led them to each other yeah that's cute I like that (laughs) because I I think that is like I think I think this verse just highlights the strangeness of their worlds colliding because Mm -hmm. because obviously they're both you know you know he's an actor so it's not like it's not just some waiter who she met, but it is still just like, what are the odds type of thing? It is and really I a think- Cinderella story, I think. Like, not that <laughs> yeah, he was like yeah. ashes, like he wasn't like some some like peasant, <laughs> but like it really <laughs> was like a like a coming up because he just kind of yeah. went from like a normal guy to like an A-list person, like within <laughs> four years. And it wasn't like he was like a, like Taylor who was younger and grew up in it. He was like, 25 and it's just a yeah. whole new world for him well and it's important to remember how much taylor has written about how important like the normalcy of his yeah. life was and obviously she's done poems lots of songs on reputation and even lover like you know talking about how crucial having that having that especially after the whirlwind of 2016 was and so i think it's clever that she ties up bad blood here which is a song about mm-hmm. you know petty drama between pop stars that's just so so unrelatable and like just like so such a wild story of just stardom and fame and fortune and 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 then she gets to pair it here with this story of going to the lakes and escaping that all and and feeling that sense of normalcy and peace and and contentment that she'd been craving so much and so mm-hmm. i think that also does a good job of highlighting that chapter in her life which was very very much like ups and downs highs and lows and here she kind of shows that in this verse and like I'm sure the Taylor Swift of 1989, you know, going places, going here, going there, being like 
photographed everywhere, being, mm-hmm. you know, just names everywhere. I'm sure if you told her, okay, in three years, you're going to be, you're not going to be in the public eye. You're going to be dating some guy who like is from England who just made a few movies and like, a no-namer. Like mm-hmm. she just kind of would have not, would have, she wouldn't have been able to comprehend yeah. any of that because it was like night and day to her because the people that she had always dated were, you know, you have Calvin Harris, you have <laughs> Harry Styles, everyone like who were they were like a-listers already they already had such a high profile so i'm sure it was just like so foreign for her to think like yeah okay like mm -hmm." like some guy with like a buzz cut to the lakes and someone won't recognize me like what is that life yeah Yeah, there won't be cameras (laughs) around like like no one's gonna be photographing me like 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 with jake and with um with calvin it's it's just unrelatable to that taylor swift 1989 taylor swift totally unrelatable and it's so interesting on how everything led them together and and that's what she needed she just didn't know it in 2015 yeah and she kind of leans into that in this chorus where she says time mystical time cutting me open then healing me fine were there clues i didn't see and isn't it just so pretty to think all along there was some invisible string tying you to me and I really like this, like like you said, the chorus changes just slightly where it's time, mystical time, cutting me open and healing me fine. And I think that's just such a beautiful and like brutal line where it's like, obviously that's something she's sung about before where time can heal almost anything. Like, oh, I get over you with time. And she has sort of this love-hate relationship with time and this the passing of seasons and phases of her life and how she's spent a lot of her time in recent albums reflecting on her past and like, you know, with every guitar string scar on her hands and how every heartbreak led her to this guy. And so I think she again um, explores that idea with this line but it's all tied up with this idea that time itself is both the both the curse and the blessing where it's it does the wounding where you're you're stuck in this moment thinking how can it ever get better how will i ever survive this it's so painful but then time is also the one doing the healing and the fixing allowing you to mm-hmm. to grow and move past something and i think it was just like that line really caught me when I first heard it because it's like, oh my gosh, like that's just, <laughs> that's a beautiful way to phrase it. And it's such a universal truth, but mm-hmm. it feels just so, so fresh and innovative the way she frames it here. Yeah. I like, how, I like that too. I love it. I like how she like switches it out too. And kind of like reflecting on how like it's, you know, it's right after that 1989 yeah. where like where we know all of us know that's where like, that's where the cutting happened. That's where yeah. like she just kind of, she needed that, that healing it's just very interesting to think about that. And maybe the invisible string kind of like sewed it up for her and she just didn't, mm-hmm. just didn't know it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, I like, I think it's interesting. And then, and then you get this bridge um, mm-hmm. where she packs a lot in here. So buckle up, but <laughs> um, I'll read it first all the way through. It says a string that pulled me out of all the wrong arms right into that dive bar. Something wrapped all of my past mistakes in barbed wire, chains around my demons, wool to brave the seasons. One single thread of gold tied me to you. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I like because she finally puts color to this invisible string now. Because the whole time yeah. it's an, an invisible string, and then she's like one thread of gold tied yeah. to you. And yes, and I think it's like 
I really like this bridge and it's one that sort of sneaks up on you. Like I didn't really Mm -hmm. acknowledge the depth to it until I was working on these notes and I was like, OMG, Taylor really stacked these images. Cause like, uh, I mean, first of all, we've had this image of the string that whole time, just this Mm -hmm. idea of a very thin thread. Um, And here she sings like, Oh, that string alone pulled me out of all the wrongs, wrong arms right into that dive bar, which is a very cute delicate. nod to delicate. Yeah. <laughs> and I think also, you know, a nod to that tumultuous time in her love life with the circus of the Calvin oh and the God. Tom of it all. And, and just what a relief we know it was when, when delicate, you know, is it chill that I said all that and it, and it was, and it all worked out and like happy, mm-hmm. happy, happy. <laughs> but then <laughs> she also takes the time to sort of explore all these different sorts of, of like, of threads in her life, I guess, like the barbed wires that made up her mistakes, all that pain Mm -hmm. and discomfort of like her missteps and how that, I like that image of the barbed wire feeling like those threads, because it is something where when you think of something you've done in the past that you're embarrassed or flustered or frustrated by, you're just kind of like, Oh, you kind of cringe almost like it's prickly, you know? And Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't want to think about that. That was just like uncomfortable. And then she sings the chains around my demons, like just that weight of caring about something or someone, whether it's an actual person or a vice or, you know, just that demon you you have haunting your life and just how weighted down that feels. And so she gives us that image of it being a chain, just kind of locking her in. And then the wool to brave the seasons, which it feels like, you know, strong and sturdy and more about how... I think Taylor should be proud of how she's gotten through lives like like life pretty unscathed as far as like mm-hmm. what most pop stars go through because oh she became famous very young. She could have gone down a very different path, but she did have something in her that was just like very self-confident, very self-assured and self-driven so that she she kind of controlled her narrative the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I like that she sort of references that here to me, at least, where it's like she also had that strength to brave these ups and downs and these highs and lows of the seasons of her life. Mm-hmm. I like how she's also talking about, you know, they're the the barbed wire, you know, barbed wire and chain and wool. They're like sturdy things that are holding things mm-hmm. back, like chains are keeping her demons down. The wool is like bra- helping her brave the seasons. The barbed wire is it's like you know, wrapping around her, her mistakes. So everything that's so much strength, but then she like, um, then she goes on to talk about a single thread of gold, like something that's so thin and fragile got her through it all. So it was just like, she kind of like, just she gave up. She's like, I don't need to put up these walls, these barriers. I'm going to let them all down for you. Yeah. And it's just like, it's something she didn't notice at first in her life, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she didn't see this single invisible stri- string because she mm-hmm. was focused on these other things and it was just so inconsequential yeah. at the time. But now it is like this solid gold, like the most valuable thing that yep. she has she w- is this string that tied them together. She walked into the d- dive bar and then you see that gold shining and like that, that note that was gold and then yes. that's the invisible string. She can finally <laughs> see color. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I do, I mean, it is important that she uses gold as a reference here because that's mm-hmm. something she's used in a lot of her songs about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, 
dancing with our hands tied. It says, my love had been frozen deep blue, but you painted me golden. And then in daylight, her closing track on Lover, she said, I once believed love would be burning red, but it's golden like daylight. And so I think it is, it, that was an important nod to sort of how she views love and, and romance now, which is not the passion and the fire and the, mm-hmm. the you know, angst of red, but it's just this, it's just a single, simple, beautiful shade of gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And so then we get this um, third verse, I guess, which is a favorite among everyone, I think. <laughs> um, but she says, cold was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. Now I send their babies presents. Gold was the color of the leaves when I showed you around Centennial Park. Hell was the journey, but it brought me heaven. And like people like love this. this now I send their babies presents lines. Like <laughs> Ringer think it thought it was the album's single best lyrical moment. Um, Pop Sugar felt like it showed mm-hmm. how much she's matured. Mm-hmm. And it really did like make me laugh out loud when I heard it. Like it's very clever. <laughs> it, it it was. It was very clever. I think everyone was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Cause like we had never gotten like there's been there hasn't been any any photos of Taylor Swift gifts she sent to joe but everybody was like she sent joe a baby gift she sent joe yeah. a baby gift because have they they've had their kid already but i think that like i think this is before that like she they had her kid or something like that but everyone was like joe 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 like she's married yeah. she's dating a joe but then like the past joe of her life <laughs> she sent him present and she wrote so many songs about him and the girls he dated yes. she like grinded him down yeah i mean it, i think it shows how time does mm-hmm. change us all and it and it does leave its scars but then it heals you too because mm-hmm. she went from singing about how a 15 second phone call was the end of her world but mm-hmm. then as more time passed and as she grew and as she as she got over Healed. it she's yeah. now able to you know ignore those 15 seconds and have a relationship enough that she sends this guy's this guy a baby gift you know so yeah mm-hmm it's and I kind of like how she, she like puts side by side like you, you know her past of what she used to do, and then now she's of course she's like gets in sending them presents, but even more importantly, she's showing like her true self and like her hopes and her dreams to Joe. Like she's showing him around Centennial Park. You know, she's kind of like showing him the journey that brought mm-hmm. them together. Yeah, it was hell, but she's in heaven now. And I love that because she. Yeah, it's a direct nod to the first verse, but mm-hmm. it includes one difference, which is that the leaves are gold. And so it's yes. like this new phase of life. It's the autumn of, you know, mm-hmm. of their lives. Autumn. And yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's red season, y'all. Um, but no, I mean, it's like, you know, if if you're talking about like, like the seasons are used to kind of describe our our life in general. You have your your youth as spring and then your your adulthood your sort of young adulthood is summer and then you have this adulthood and the maturity of middle life and going through autumn middle as you life. head into your twilight years Don't of call winter it middle life. yeah <laughs> oh. i know Kill- but i think it's that, like-, like really kills me <laughs> i'm in the autumn of my life i know oh. i know it's sad I'm, but we're I'm still young yeah, we're still in the gold <laughs> phase you know that there's still leaves on the tree it hasn't completely <laughs> gone you know full autumn yet so we can take a breath, you know. 
I'm not in winter has not come for me. Yet. No, exactly. Yet. Yeah, we still got a long fall ahead of us. But I think it's clever that she has this like symbolism layered in this song where it starts with her being 16 and then it ends with her being, you know, 30 and and with this love of her life and and kind of getting to mm-hmm. say like this final breath like hell was the journey but at least I'm now here like with you in heaven. I know. But she's so still alive. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to get so dark. Dating Joe. And I like the chorus too. I like how she kind of like ends it out with like other colors and she changes the Mm -hmm. the little key. Well, and Hell was the journey is like the most relatable line of twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Like that's just This yeah. is where we're at, you know. The, we have to remember that it'll it'll all work out. Like it'll bring us to heaven, hopefully. So uh, hopefully, it's gonna kill us one way or another. <laughs> yeah, but we can keep a positive spin, like yeah. Taylor. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, she does serve this outro um, where she plays with the chorus a little bit, and she sings, "Time, wondrous time, gave me the blues, and then purple pink skies, and it's cool, baby, with me, and isn't it just so pretty to think." All along, there was some invisible string tying you to me. And I really, really like this outro. I think she does a bunch of clever things, which is, one, like, time gave me the blues and then purple pink skies. So, again, she's talked a lot about blues in her music. And blue, obviously, is usually, like, you know, it's sort of a depression. It's a symbol of depression and just, like, sadness and hard times. And so it's like, yes, time did give me these dark times, but then look, it's given me this beautiful purple pink skies, mm-hmm. which does feel sort of like a nod to her lover cover album, her album art. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And just kind of that emphasis of this romantic relationship. And I think someone pointed out a parallel to your favorite. It's nice to have a friend where mm-hmm. she does sing about a pink sky, doesn't she? I think so. <laughs> Let me <laughs> it's nice to have a friend lyrics i should know it's such a it's such a it's short song <laughs> oh yeah light pink sky up on the roof oh yeah sun so there you down, go. no curfew 20 questions we tell the truth <laughs> but i also do like again how she changes this time wondrous time yeah and i like how it goes from first this curiosity where you know, it, it sort of captures that idea of youth and how she's just fantasizing about fairy tales and daydreaming about where her career will go. And she's just so curious about what time will hold. And then in the third, the second chorus, it's mystical time where life can be good and hard. And it, it sort of feels like that 2020, I mean, that 22 vibe where it's like, I'm happy for confused and lonely <laughs> at the same time. And I think that sort of feels mystical. It's like, how do I figure out like is time my friend or my enemy and now she's like oh yeah no I'm fully in like this is so wondrous like I can Mm -hmm. look back at all this all this trauma all this hard time all this good stuff and still feel like so happy that I'm here now with you Mm -hmm. it's beautiful so sweet (laughs) it's so sweet too just to think that like oh Joe this is your song yeah (laughs) I mean, what would that even be like, honestly? Like, tangent. Having Taylor, but... having Taylor Swift write me a yeah. song. I don't know. No. Yeah, you're like, whoa, Taylor. Like, oh. I just got you this, like, necklace. Hope you like it, you know? I know. It's and then she's like, like, oh, here's 18 songs about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like constantly having to one-up him, you know? I know. I know. <laughs> 
crazy crazy um so as far as taylor swift love songs does this one do you think this is one of her memorable ones do you think it's it's like a favorite or how do you think it compares it's definitely memorable of course yeah um i think it's it's, it's up there it's great i love it mm-hmm. i like it like do you i don't know i'd have to look through all of her other love songs to see if it like stands out above the rest the only reason why it's like stands out right now is because it's relevant it's what's mm-hmm. going on it's like you know it's her life right now and she's giving us like a clue into her life and yeah giving us little little easter eggs here and there yeah no i like sweet. it i think it's i, a nice, I think it's sweet yeah it's a nice little yeah. chapter in her folklore mm-hmm. book i guess and i think it um i think it stands out because it does feel like honest and um not that her other songs aren't, but there's just well, something it's all really like, yeah. Like she said that there, you know, like a lot of it is just like over exaggerations of the truth or no truth at all. And here mm-hmm. you can tell that this is this is truth. Like it's yeah. it's from the heart. Yeah, it's personal. It's sort of just like a little ray of sunshine in a dark, dark I year. <laughs> I know it's it's a, that gold. Yeah, cold. That's if you were through. if you were Joe, would you be would you be into listening to these songs, or would it always make you feel a little weird, like to just the the just the cognitive dissonance of being like I'm listening to a song, but it's about me, and Taylor Swift is watching me listen to it. <laughs> oh, I think I think he loves it. Yeah, I think he I, I just like I think he loves it. I think it's something that like. He probably knows she's so passionate about, and it's I, like her love language too. She's yeah. she's giving him all these little tiny little gifts. I, it's it's very sweet, especially since she's like the biggest pop star in the world. Of course, <laughs> yeah. I would be very flattered, and I would listen yeah. to it. He, she he's probably there along. I wonder like if if she'll if she'll be thinking of like they're making dinner, and then she's like humming along, and she goes, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, this lyric's so great! Like, what do you think about it? Like, like." You know, like, which hey, makes honey, me wonder, what, like, what color was your shirt in your uh, part-time job yeah. in high school? Yeah, like, what were you wearing? Yeah, which does make me think, like, maybe Joe is William Bauer. I don't know. Maybe he's like, well, maybe you should try switching this right, right there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like, what do you do? You, shout, would, shout out on this one. So no, would you be? I know. I know. I've been just thinking <laughs> of them at the lakes in their yeah. rented place making food, and she's just working on stuff. Do you think? Yeah. Would you be creeped out? Because I don't think I, he'd be I creeped out. I, I think it'd be like very weird. It'd be like, whoa, this is a very, like, it'd just be so strange to, you know, because I imagine when you're this in a is relationship the third with album, someone famous. Though. Yeah. This is the third album that they've been together. I'm sure maybe the first album is like, it was like oh, whoa, <laughs> bad, like, whoa, like, that's a little, okay, you're just like putting out there how much, how much you want me right now, yeah. but it's like the third album, so I'm sure he's used to it. I keep on forgetting it's yeah. the third album. No, that's Where true. he's he like, has a lot of songs to choose it. from. Yeah. That's this what we should do next. We should pull, what is Joe's favorite song about himself? Probably <laughs> <laughs> delicate. Yeah. <laughs> Probably delicate. He's like, yeah, it's chill. Okay, can we move on? Yeah. 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 I'm in her head. Calm yeah, down. calm down. <laughs> um, but that's invisible string. Yeah. Such a delight. We go into so a darker sweet. chapter next song, which I think we is do. Mad Woman. Mad so, Woman. which maybe will we won't be Mad Woman next? Yeah, next week. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we will. I hope not. Yeah. Um. So I do have two things I want to talk about before we oh, okay, close perfect. out. 
So the first one is, and I saw this posted on one of my Taylor Swift groups that I'm a part of because I'm crazy. And it was, <laughs> and I know we already covered Cardigan, but I wanted to pick your brain on this. So someone on TikTok, they had posted this and they said, they just realized Cardigan is a song for the fans. One Swifty pointed out on TikTok, I knew, I knew you playing, I knew you playing hide and seek, all the Easter eggs she leaves. Giving me your weekends. You know, she always mentions that shows like there's so many things that we can be doing with our Saturday nights, but we chose to be there. And so they, they basically said that, you know, Taylor Swift's a card again. You know, when she felt like the world hated her, we put her on and we told her she was our favorite. You know, we were there with her throughout the Kanye drama, throughout like the Taylor Swift is dead drama. And she just knew that we, that, you know, we would come back to her. Um, so, and, and I kind of think it's kind of, cute too with the whole playing hide and seek where cardigan plays into more easter eggs into the album you have like the the love triangle within cardigan but what are your thoughts there uh that's cute i don't know that is interesting it's provocative it's very provocative i feel like i don't know if she thought that ahead but it's 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 a sweet nod it's yeah, like I, nice I like how people can that. throw these things out. It's yeah. really impressive. I I, I always know. think I can do it, but then people always just outsmart me with their. <laughs> it's exhausting too. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're rich. always like, okay. And then yeah. you think something, and you see that like you tweet it, and someone's like, oh yeah, someone else already said that, and you're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm sorry, giving Janet. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> Well, so that was something that was really sweet. Something else that I just need to like, and I know I texted you about it this weekend mm. or this week mm-hmm. because I was just yeah. so frustrated. Let's get some tea, some <sighs> Ashley tea, and, and this yeah. is a per- this is personal tea. Yeah. This is a Taylor tea, <laughs> but Taylor Swift plays into the tea yeah. here. So it was on our favorite night of the week. It was on election night, and I had a friend who didn't vote. Um, apparently, quote unquote, best friend. She didn't vote, which is that's not why I'm putting quote unquote. <laughs> um, she said she doesn't vote because she doesn't want to talk politics. So if she doesn't vote, she doesn't have to talk politics. And I'm right. like, okay, that doesn't really Logic. make sense, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if you didn't vote. You're like, who cares? Like, whatever. But then, so we're texting on election night, and I'm. I think I had texted her like, oh, who would you have voted for if you would have voted? And she was like, a lot. All of her friends had voted for Trump, so I was like, oh, I bet you would have voted for Trump. And I wasn't saying it in like a and like a like a insulting way because like a lot like my like a lot of my family members who I I love and they're like generous people they voted for Trump and so like even though I disagree with that I don't I don't think they're evil people who need to be like hung you know hung mm. up by the trees by any means so maybe she took that as insulting I don't know but she kind of came back came back at me saying um why do you have to copy Taylor Swift <laughs> and I was just like, what? I was like, and I was like, I I don't vote because and I I've talked about this a lot throughout the the podcast, like during election season. Like I'm not voting because of a Taylor because of Taylor Swift told me to vote for Joe Biden. I didn't vote because of a celebrity swayed me to vote. And I told her that. And she's like, I have comments, but okay. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and I was like, and we I, I was just kind of like a little offended. Well, I was a lot offended by yeah. that. And I had kind of brought up one way down down the line. We um, taxes got brought up and how you know they're going to get raised, and that was her one like beef against Joe <laughs> Biden. And I was like, if you make over four hundred thousand, 
your taxes are going to, you're going to be taxed for that amount. And she's like, my taxes are going to go up so, so much. She, <laughs> she probably makes the same amount of me, which isn't much. I mean, it's, it gets us, it gets me it's by, it gets her by. Yeah. But it's not 400,000. So I was like, you don't have anything to, to worry about. And then she comes back at me saying that I have nothing to worry about because I don't support myself. <laughs> and I, because my husband makes more than I do, right. um, but that just made me like that was kind yeah. of like the the straw that broke the camel's back. Now we got bad she, blood. Yeah, exactly. Yes, now we have bad blood because, like, first of all, I'm a 34 year old woman, and she doesn't think I can think for myself. Yeah, and then she discounts. She's discounting my brain. She's discounting my work ethic, and yeah. kind of like making me out to be some kind of gold digger because my right. husband makes more than I, I do. And, and like, granted, I might not have been able to, I might not be able to go to all the Taylor Swift concerts I want to if my husband didn't do what he did. Right. But I would get by and I would support myself. And I just was like really thrown aback and I didn't text yeah. her back. And then she texts my husband and she said, Ashley's probably mad because <laughs> of my political views. And I was like, no, yeah. that is your political views. I was like, it's your view on me, honey. Like, right. I... And maybe I overreacted, but I just was kind of like, how do you view me as a person if this is what you right. think of me? Like, yeah, no, it's it's hard when when it feels like it's targeted. not even it's yeah, it's not even like the subject material exactly. It's that like, she thought yeah. it she thought that was okay yeah. to like say to you. <laughs> yeah. That that's what she thought of you and stuff. Like I totally get how frustrating that can be and yeah, During. especially when it's like someone who says they don't want to talk politics and then accuses you of just <laughs> following yeah. your pop star to the to the polls, which, as you discussed yeah. last week, really isn't at all your your jam. And no, I think. and I was like, oh my gosh, how did I vote last last election? <laughs> Taylor Swift didn't <laughs> tell me how tell to me? vote last election. Who <laughs> did I vote for? Oh my gosh. That's true. It must have been such a hard a hard life for you because Taylor didn't speak up until the 2018 primaries. So I know. I like, I don't, I, I don't know how I voted. I don't know how I voted for a nasty woman in 2016, yeah. but somehow I did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, what, a, what a trial. I'm so proud of you for overcoming that. And, I know. Um, I didn't you have know, a biding your to time do. until Taylor spoke up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, part of me wishes I could be more like you because you can vocalize your thoughts and your <laughs> beliefs very, very well. I'm just kind of like, well, this is I, well, I'm, I'm, like I have a hard time like putting in what I believe into words, but I know what I agree with, what I believe in, what I stand for, and that's. Yeah that's based off of how I voted and it was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, no, people okay. I wish I could have come out that. there. Yeah. They should, they wish- should trust, you know, what you, yeah. what you want and what you think. So. Yeah. I just want a man to pay for everything for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that yeah. sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, you know, you might've lost a friend. You might, she might be able to apologize and move on. Who knows? Uh, time, you know, curious, curious time, time cuts you open. It heals you fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you will always have the the friends of the podcast. So at least you. It's you nice know, to have a friend. Shelby. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah <you>. exactly. <laughs> no, I think that, you know, it's a stressful time for everyone, especially I with know. the election and politics and people not really thinking before they speak. But mm-hmm. we're glad that mm-hmm. we're able to kind of add some levity yeah. to your days, hopefully, and 
be able to focus on the positive that Taylor Swift provides us with these <laughs> with these songs, even when they're not the most positive themselves. But this week, we got you covered with, a, with an upbeat yeah. song for sure. So but next week, we'll be back with a couple of mad women. Yes. That. <laughs> yeah, we'll have an update on Ashley's tea to see how <laughs> mad she is. Um, but you can always, you know, follow us along on social media, on Instagram. Obviously, Ashley is doing great giveaways you don't yeah. want to miss. Um, yeah. Swiftish podcast. So follow us there. See what you need to do to get your to get your hands in on some of those uh prizes and yeah it's just gonna be random because yeah. all, all my merch is coming in at random times and like yeah. I need to get rid of them yeah <laughs> and then over on Twitter we're at SwiftishPod13 um you know not many giveaways there but but hey, we point you in the okay. direction of our Instagram some good so, content yeah. you know <laughs> Shelby's brain is amazing go over there I love her tweets yeah but always always appreciate a, a review and that allows people to find our podcast and us uh, to connect with more listeners like you mm-hmm. so find yeah. us on Apple Podcasts leave us a review there um anything else Ashley no I think that that's it but until next time I'm Ashley and I'm Shelby and Taylor, time curious time. It all led us to you. We wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. here this podcast. It, Taylor was our invincible string. Yeah, so we need to really map that out and yeah. write our own version of this song. <laughs> yeah. A string pulled us to you. Yeah. You tell I didn't know what I was gonna say at the end. <laughs> yeah, Taylor. That's perfect.